0: Hey everyone welcome back to today in tech i'm julia poshamp and i'm here with computer world executive editor ken mingus as well as mac world executive editor michael simon so apple's worldwide developers conference wwdc is the keynote at least was on monday lots of new features announced for all of apple's operating systems but notably no hardware announcement but that's okay. we are going to start? Not okay. I'm gonna, it's, it's not, not okay. I wanted I
1: wanted hardware.
0: okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it, it,
1: <laughs> we, we, it doesn't matter whether it's okay. We got what we got, which is the, no yeah. the
2: whole the whole conference. I mean it, there was a lot of stuff announced, but It was it long. Didn't, it didn't really seem to be like have like the 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 real monumentalness that it normally does. I mean, Fair. hey, listen. We got a lot of rumors and that's part of the problem is mm-hmm. that you know we're that's we, what we traffic in, in in Apple rumors literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. And um you know so when we, we read this stuff numbers. we get we get we get in, you know we get super excited and you know our our there's nowhere to go but down. Apple cannot not let us down. But after the spring loaded event where we got the iMac and The iPad Pro, AirTag, the iPad Pro, and you know some of those weren't really necessarily expected. So that was a real fun, cool event. And then this one was like, oh yeah, that's it, just iOS. Uh, okay, fine.
0: <laughs> so, in so we got iOS, we got iPad OS, the new Mac OS, watch the whole the whole slew. That is including some that I am not naming, but I want to talk about iPadOS. We've talked a lot about Apple putting an M1 chip in the iPad Pro and what updates could come to iPadOS to warrant such a change. So Ken, I'm going to throw it to you as the iPad Pro user. What, if any, features did Apple announce in iPadOS that make you say, oh, Uh, That makes sense why why there is now an M1 in the iPad Pro.
1: There were no features that made me say, oh, that's why there's an M1 in the iPad Pro. That said, you know, there were clearly some updates to iPadOS and I'm sure, you know, Michael will want to weigh in too. You know, widgets on the home screen, some uh, redesigned productivity things in terms of like split screen apps and slide over apps and the new shelf, which allows you to sort of Pick different combinations of of either like Safari windows or uh, you know different screens. It, it, it's useful. There are and, and a lot of other little things. But but to the larger point, you know, we've been talking now for weeks about you know the M1 chip. Weeks well years. About the, about years no about the M1 chip and the iPad oh. Pro though. You know and the assumption there. I think there was a lot of expectation and and this goes to the to the point you were making, Michael, about the rumors ahead of time. You know, everybody's saying. Uh, first of all, the iPad Pro was not underpowered before. Right. So it hasn't been underpowered M1... since 2017. <laughs> yeah. So adding an M1 chip makes one think or hope. Certainly, a lot of users hope that there would be a lot of uh, software changes and apps and things like that that could really take advantage of the M1. Uh, and we didn't see that, you know. And that's a bit of a disappointment. Again, the the things that are that are coming out with iPad OS. Will be really useful. Uh, they will require a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, your your memory, how you move, how you navigate through the iPad. Uh, you're gonna have to change that a little bit because these things are slightly different. But uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. I didn't see anything there that was, you know, M1 worthy, as it were. There's nothing there that's even iPad Pro worthy, in my, in my okay. estimation. There's no
2: reason, and there hasn't been since Apple released the iPad Pro to buy one. None. Yeah. Particularly when the iPad Air exists it's um what what, what are we what are we supposed to do with the extra speed what are we supposed to do with the extra ram there's 16 gigs of ram you can spend three thousand dollars on an ipad pro if you want which i didn't you'd be out of your mind to do that but you could yeah what are you getting you know you know when you spend three grand on a on a macbook or a mac pro or an imac there, you're getting more for your money. The average person wouldn't do it because we don't need it. But the person who does, uh, a professional, whoever you, whoever you are, you're, you're buying that machine because you need more memory, you need more storage, you need more RAM, you need more of, of, of what Apple is giving you. I don't believe the person exists that needs that type of speed and that type of, of, of power in an iPad, you might want to convince yourself that you do, and you know, no offense to anyone who's bought one—they're really nice I can machines. Convince myself of
1: that all the time. Yeah, I mean, perfect.
2: they're they're great machines. If you want one, go ahead and get one. What I'm saying is, there's no reason for it to exist. Yeah, and that I think is the fundamental problem with its with its identity, because Apple is trying to sell us on this Pro moniker, and the iPhone Pro makes sense. It's bigger, for one. Yeah. That well, the Max is bigger. There's a couple extra features. There's, uh, you know, extra camera stuff. And, you know, before you had the OLED versus the LCD screen, you, you're, you're getting more there and you're getting things that people who are, you know, real high-end iPhone users will appreciate and want. So, yeah, the iPad Pro, the 12.9-inch iPad Pro has a, has a nicer screen. I'm testing one now. I got to tell you,
0: <laughs>
2: if you handed it to me and said, tell me which iPad this is, I would not be able to tell you. 2018, 2020, or 2021. And and that's not. You have one that you can put side by side. I do. And when you put them side by side, you can tell, but that's not like I shouldn't have to. I know. I know. Most people don't. Right. Like with the iPhone uh, 10, when they introduced OLED, Mm -hmm. you could tell immediately. It was a great phone. You could tell. It it was a great phone. You could, I think, if I, when I picked it up, the blacks are darker when it restarts, you don't have that backlighting, you could tell. The iPad Pro, and listen, I'm not knocking any of these iPad Pros. It's it's because it's so good, and it's because the iPad is so good. I mean, mm-hmm. people, you can barely tell the difference between the laminated and the non-laminated displays. They're they, they are really good. They're really good.
0: We've actually got um, a few questions here. So a
2: few questions. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm yes, leaving.
0: And yes, from okay. LinkedIn. Some really I'm, great I'm not questions. For this. Let's
1: so go. So
0: first, someone's asking, what about the in display? camera maybe to like differentiate like the ipad pro
2: i mean sure but i don't think that's ready for a prime time yet it would be cool if and, they could do stuff like that
0: and someone else said about um operating systems was this an ipad os or just ios what about the redesign of the control center
2: uh They're asking for it because well we we didn't get that yeah I was gonna I don't remember seeing it
0: I think think it's like what happened to it yeah
2: yeah I mean I don't know if that was ever rumored Um, we I I I wouldn't be opposed to that you know there there are ways Apple could do it Um, that that wasn't on the list this year what we did get was a redesign to multitasking and widgets yeah widgets are you know we got iOS 14 a year late basically but the the multitasking stuff. I mean, I what they did was they they realized that people have no most people have no idea it's there, yeah. so they made it easier to to find. But the people who use the iPad Pro know it's there. They use it. They have muscle memory ingrained, and it's not gonna it's not gonna change like the way you mm. use it, Ken. You're gonna use it the same way because yeah. you you know what you're doing. Yeah. So what they did was they added a little thing that should have been there all along. To say it, hey, listen, you want a uh, slide over, you want a uh, split screen, you can you can tap this button and there you go. And they also added the ability to drag and drop windows, which I I am not going to lie, I have tried to do numerous times for, for before I realized that you can't in the when when you get the app overview. So yeah, like those are things that should have been there from the start. I'm I'm happy they're there. Apple corrected a lot of my problems, and people are gonna say. Well, hey, you're, you're such a jerk. Like, you've been saying you wanted all this stuff. Apple gave it to you, and now you're still complaining. And I, I, and I am, because... This is always a skeptic. This is the right. sort of
1: stuff that should have been there early on. Right, and this stuff
2: should have been... And Apple, what I wanted Apple to do is bring this stuff, but bring it in a new, elevated way, and they didn't. I'm here, also, here
1: are widgets. Okay, great. Here's the app library. Okay, great. We've I'm actually not really a big fan of the shelf. Go ahead, Jillian. Sorry.
0: This is... Um, I think if you guys have more... Um, to say about iPadOS. We could let's... stay here all afternoon. <laughs> okay, so, so so let's pause and move on because we have another question um, that we've discussed in the past, but this is targeted. This person right now is wondering, yesterday they ordered a MacBook Air M1 and they're saying, is it a bad or wrong decision? So I guess, no. Mike, I feel like that's for you. And then also what what happened with um, macOS? Is it macOS? Monterey. Monterey, okay. Yeah. Um,
2: uh, what's uh, what's new in any, Mac OS? Any M1 Mac purchase, them. Any any M1 Mac purchase right now is not a mistake. It, they're great machines. The uh the difference between the models aren't really all that great. Like the 24-inch iMac and the and the Mac mini and the 13-inch MacBook Pro and the MacBook okay, Air, they all have very similar benchmarks, very similar speeds, very similar capabilities. Um, you're gonna get obviously Monterey. you're gonna get five or plus years of updates, possibly more. I mean, Apple just supported, they're supporting the iPhone 6S on ios so we could be looking at iphone uh mac os 18 that you're getting so (laughs) uh not a mistake at all they're they're fantastic machines great it's a good value uh there's nothing at all wrong with them we're waiting for higher-end machines which if you're looking at the macbook air it doesn't matter anyway because those are going to be thousands of dollars and they're not necessarily what you want or what you need even if apple comes out with an m2 macbook air in september I don't think there's any issue to, to worry about the one you're buying now,
1: which is also highly, highly unlikely.
2: I uh, mean, well, I don't know about highly. It's it's. I mean, the, Apple's cadence. We we don't know yet. It could be a yearly cadence for the Mac. We we don't know. But what wh- what I can tell you is it's it'll be a little bit faster. You know, maybe an extra Thunderbolt uh, bolt port or two, but nothing like fundamentally different than what we got. Even if they give a new design, a, re- a redesign. Let me let know slightly smaller bezels, and it's like the iPhone you know, it'll be a little bit better, but you should, you can be happy with the with the one you had last year.
0: Fair enough. So I think let's maybe talk a little bit about- You um, can't argue
1: about iPad anymore. <laughs> well- I just want to say one more thing about iPad. OS, Juliet, if I am Okay, please, quick, no, Jude. I'll be quiet about it. The shelf, okay? The shelf that sits there. I, I found myself at one point uh, using the new, you know, Safari's been tweaked and how it works and where things are. And I found myself, every time I opened up Safari with like, five or six different little Safari windows along the shelf. And I could not figure out for the life of me how to get those things to go away. I didn't need. But they kind
2: of, days. I think they did. I, I haven't used it yet. I don't have a dev account, but I think they disappear. Like they
1: appear. Well, they and then when you start using Safari, they, they go and away. You yeah. The cursor a certain way, they slide come back. Them. <laughs> it, it, it offends my OCD that these unused windows. And you, windows, Is there and you try it? to slide them up off the shelf to make them go away. And they don't. Is there a and, setting and to turn it off? Probably shouldn't be getting into too much of the dev stuff because it's still not out in public beta. But well, you're allowed to talk about it in, in like factual terms. The, it was shown at the at the at WWDC, and I'm just saying for my own use, I have not quite figured out, you know, what I'm going to get out of that. Okay. And looking brand, at
2: well, up. when I was looking at the the keynote for that portion of it, I kind of thought the same thing. Like, all right, so. If you're multitasking, you're multitasking. Like it's basically reminding you that you might want to multitask. Yeah. And, you know, here's this extra window. And, like, I mean, all right, fine. Do I really need that? Like, if I want, if I need to have two windows open at the same time, I'm going to know that. Yeah. I don't need the the system to say, oh, by the way, here you have Safari and mail open here. Do you want to
0: open that? Like, not
1: really. But thanks. If I I could turn off shelf, I would turn it off. You can't. So there's no setting for it? There's no no setting for it. Not that I have found yet. Do you think
0: it's going to be one of those things that in the beginning, you're like, this is so annoying. And then in six months, you're like, how did I live without this or no? Because sometimes that happens Uh, to me.
1: Yeah, I think generally, if something shows up on my screen and I use it and think, wow, that's useful, I know that pretty quickly. And if something shows up on my screen and it's either not useful or sort of annoying in some ways, I know that also pretty quickly. And that doesn't usually change once in a while, something, you know, you get used to something. It's like, Oh, this isn't so bad. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, i so short answers. I don't think so, but you Go know, the,
2: the last thing that happened to me with was um, iPhone gestures where the first day was like, Oh, this is terrible. But after like three days, yeah. I was like, wow, this is really smart. It's really intuitive. And, and, you know, I'm, Android's copied it now. Like it's really good. Yeah. Um, you know, remains to be seen whether or not the shelf is that, But based on what I saw, I would say no.
0: All right. Well, then I think maybe we can move on to iOS using this um, comment from one of our LinkedIn viewers. And this also goes to say, we're live on LinkedIn and on YouTube. So if you have any questions, comments, let us know in the comments or the live chat if you're over on YouTube. So someone said that the app library, library still needs improvement. So I guess what other things... App library is from iOS 14. That's not iOS new. 14.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They didn't yeah. do anything. They brought it to the iPad. Yeah. Um, I, I Maybe that's disagree. What they're disagree. I don't disagree with that comment. Um, what I would want is the ability to rearrange those little folders in the library to put, you know, to, to customize them. Mm-hmm. So, cause as it, as it stands now, it's kind of like, they're like smart folders. Right. So apps kind of go in and out of them and they, and they rearrange based on your, your usage and, you know, they're generally accurate and, and, you know, but sometimes it's like, well, what is this doing here? And and you know, I want this up here. And so I I would say that um, perhaps the view could be different. Um, but you know, for the most part, it's 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 okay. I think it'll yeah, be better I, on the iPad because of I, the I, way the screen is.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I, th- I think it's the custom customization that's necessary. I basically use it as a way to get rid of icons on yeah, the same various way. iPad desktops when you're swiping mm-hmm. along, mm-hmm. you know, and just the things that I don't use. So I went, I condensed from like six screens of apps to like two with the app library at the end. Yeah, and- it'll be a big
2: change on the iPad for people because it'll be more like a desktop rather than, you know, a home screen. So yeah. you can get rid of all your icons, keep the couple that you use, throw them in the dock, and you know you have a free open space there. Yeah. Um, but it's not going to fundamentally change anything.
0: Fair.
1: Yeah. It, 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 it's useful, but darn, any, darn enough big changes other than the arrival on the iPad. And
2: I just want to know, why, why didn't we get it last year? Why do we have to wait a year to get the same thing Apple, the iPhone got last year? It's very strange.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, there was nothing about Apple's introduction of either widgets or the app library that made me say, oh, well that's why it took them a year to develop this for the iPad. It was just, you know, it's the same thing. What they're, I mean, they're bigger, but we could, they could have left that out if that was, that's what took a year. They could have left out the the larger format widgets and brought those in this year. I would have been okay with that.
1: But you know, that's fine. I still would like to have more customization of the iPad home screen. You know the. I know we've got widgets now, and that's yep. useful. And you know, not everything is a widget, but there are enough there. Weather and stocks and things like that. You know, reminders, things like that will be helpful. But, but still is still is there
2: that. a weather widget? Because there's no weather app. Uh,
1: I'm thinking of. Well, I'm thinking of the Weather Channel one, which ah, is not. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, they did. there's still no
2: weather app or calculator for the iPhone, <laughs> and I'm just like, what? the The weather app for I, iOS looks
1: awesome, by the way. Well, the, yeah, the, uh, yeah,
2: it does. It's, that's it's, the one that's
1: got Dark Sky integrated. Yeah,
2: right? yeah. Well, they, they kind of integrated a little bit in iOS 14, but they they redesigned it. And is just like so, like if it's raining heavily, like the rain bounces off bounces
1: the thing. Off like it's you know,
2: it's just like a like a snow. cool little Apple I thing. If the yeah. Snow
1: it's, actually continues. I'm sure cool it
2: piles up if snow. it's a major snowstorm. I'm sure it's just I'm a sure. cool little Apple Apple thing. But yeah, why? where is the weather app for the iPad? Where is the calculator for the iPad? Where is Xcode for the iPad? Where is Final Cut
1: for the iPad? Well, what no, is happening? Our, no, there's no Xcode, but we, we are going to- Julia, we're just going to talk about the iPad all day. That's fine.
0: Well, we've actually got another good iPad question. I think, I mean, you guys have a lot to say about, about iPad. It kind of feels like they dropped this M1 bombshell. So I think it's warranted to look at iPad OS and say- I guess we'll find out why, um, but someone said, um, should I buy an iPad pro with M one chip and buy a keyboard to use it as a laptop or, I mean, a that's computer?
2: a, I need a lot more information before I answer the yeah, question, but I fair. mean, listen, if you have the money and you're going to use your iPad every day for work or whatever you're doing mm-hmm. and you want the comfort of a keyboard and you're you, you, you're gonna use it, I don't know, say five hours a day, five to eight hours a day, like a, like an actual work machine, like like I use like I use a Mac, absolutely buy one.
0: Sure. It's a
2: fantastic machine. Fantastic. It's yeah, just it don't like, expect what's your job, don't what are you doing? It. Right. Well, there's all that, whether or not you can use one. And then just don't expect it to be more than an iPad. It's an iPad with a keyboard. That's what it is. It's not gonna right. transform it into something better.
1: That, that said, I I have that combo now, and by the way, the earlier Magic Keyboard works just fine with the new iPad. Does it? I haven't tested. Mine, I haven't yet. had. Does, any, it, does you, it? close all the it way? It closes that, fine. Oh well, yeah, no there's, way. There's, there's no difference. Look at Apple trying uh, to get to, people to do that question. A now, a lot of it depends on you know, as Michael says, what are you going to do with it? Um, I find it very handy as a laptop replacement. That you can also take the iPad out, you know, if you're mobile or something like that. Um, you know, it's going to. You're going to find that things work differently than they do on a MacBook or a Here's MacBook Pro. One,
2: one, you know, just to interject along the lines yeah. of a laptop replacement, it depends on how you use your laptop. Like right now, I'm looking at my window. I have five windows open. They're all floating. If you like that, you're not going to like the iPad. If you use full screen apps on your Mac, you'll you'll you won't. It won't be as much of a jarring change as that and then yeah, you know there's fair. the whole question of what you do on your iPad if you do uh, yeah. video editing uh, forget it.
1: but but to the you know to the, to the to the person asking the question if the iPad and keyboard will meet your needs it's not a bad decision to do that you know the question is would a MacBook Air or MacBook Pro do the same thing better it just depends on what your use case is mm-hmm. yeah and you, listen this this
2: the screen is great um, you? You, but it, compared against a MacBook it's, you know, the MacBooks have great screens too. Mm-hmm. You know, you, unless you're going side by side, you're not really gonna see the difference. And you know, you're upping the brightness and all that stuff. It, you're not gonna really see the difference. Uh, mini LED is great. It's the future of, of all of this stuff. Apple over the next uh, six to 18 months will absolutely bring it to all of its products, I'm sure. It's very nice. Um, uh, it's a little pricier at the moment and there's con- the supply constraints and thing, and I think that's probably why we didn't get the new hardware at WWDC. Agreed, because there's issues with that stuff. But um, it's great. I cannot wait till there's a MacBook Pro with Mini LED and you know all that stuff. It's it's cool. I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, upset at the iPad. hardware. It's really nice, really nice. I just don't know why it's there, especially yeah. when you have the iPad Air for half the price.
0: All right. So I think I have one more sort of like um, big overarching question for each of you, but Ken, I'll go with you first, just because we were kind of talking about using, you know, an iPad in an iPad pro in a workplace setting is what sort of enterprise improvements were there? I know that there's an article in computer world that we can link to, and I'll throw it in the um, YouTube live chat right now to read from Johnny Evans about, you know, some WWDC announcements that were, that could be seen as improvement for enterprise users are there any that really like stuck out to you ken
1: you know something that we haven't talked about and and this is it's both useful for enterprise and for you know just mainstream users are the privacy things that apple sort of is incorporating um you know the the ip address hiding uh way, you know it, it it sort of goes in line with the anti-tracking efforts that that the company's been promoting lately and i mean they you know apple did talk in fact to be honest with you, there's a, another Johnny Evans piece on Computer World about a lot of these privacy things too, and I think that that's the sort of thing that that de- depending on what the company is and what what their privacy needs are, anything you can do to bolster the security of email uh, data in general, uh, you know, I think is probably a win for for enterprises. Was did you see anything there, Michael? That, you know, along either along privacy or other areas that? Uh, I thought the, the iCloud can, Plus stuff was very cool. Yes. Um, for one, it's not
2: they're not charging anymore for it. It's a benefit if you already um, pay for higher storage and you get you know some cool features that you you might not necessarily need or, or even want. but um, it's basically like they kind of built a VPN into Safari, which is cool. You can hide your email address like so you can use your 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 iCloud email, but Apple will make will make like a, a, a an anonymous one. To send to you know all those newsletters and things that you have to subscribe to sometimes when you buy something or maybe you maybe you want to subscribe but you don't want to give them your personal information so you can make like a like an alias and that'll be accessible in all your iCloud it'll it'll go to your inbox it's it's stuff like that I thought I thought that was super cool um, there was of course privacy stuff you know they they're continuing that push and they're not gonna gonna stop uh, I saw a commercial recently maybe maybe the other day I thought. Uh, it was for the the current privacy stuff, the uh, the uh, app tracking transparency, and so it, it shows a guy walking around and he buys something, and like like someone in the store follows him. He goes to the next thing and, and and he gets home and like his his whole room's filled with people just kind of watching him. And he goes on his iPhone, a little thing pops up. He, he swipes the toggle, and they all disappear. And I thought that was uh, first of all, it's a very effective commercial, but it's really cool that Apple car, is. Yeah. They're just like you know what like we're, this isn't just a feature, this is like, this is us. Like if you care about this stuff, this is this is the, the phone to buy. And there was, you know, there was more of that built into it. Um, the, the privacy stuff is, they're gonna just keep hammering it. And, and you know, Google is being forced now to kind of do similar types of things because, you know, everyone's, Apple's getting everyone talking about it. And, you know, Google has to, at least as far as Android goes, give, give customers options to you know to turn some of this stuff off
1: just just to throw in one more reference to Johnny <laughs> he's got an iCloud plus uh, post by the time this video goes live uh, or goes on the site later on today we should have that on the site as well it'll be on computer world yeah I, I, awesome. that was a
2: surprise and and, and, a, and a pleasant one
1: particularly yeah. when they didn't say like oh it'll be 5000 a month or 250
2: whatever it was going to charge you know they they just cuz if you subscribe to apple one you get storage So that's, that's part of it. Or if, you know, most people, I would, I don't know what the numbers are, but my guess is there are at least half, if not more of iPhone and iPad users that pay it's a dollar a month. I mean, it's not not a lot and you're getting like, you know, real solid privacy features. So I I was impressed. My absolute favorite feature of the whole conference keynote was uh, universal control. I don't know if I'll ever have any reason to use it, but man, it was cool. And what that is, is uh, it's a Mac feature uh, built into Monterey. So um, if you're working on an iMac, for example, and you bring an iPad near it, like, you know, pretty close, it'll automatically recognize that it's there. And you can just move your cursor right over to it, drag something from your iPad and bring it back. And is that like it was like that was like mid 90s or or, or late 90s Steve Jobs, like boom, magic. Like it was like, whoa, that is incredibly cool. Um, again, just I don't really know if I. Really Thing you
1: don't. Have to right, it,
2: no setup whatsoever. You just got to have a bunch of Apple products sign into the same iCloud account. It's yeah. just awesome. Uh, it, it only works on. Um, it, it's not just M1, mostly newer stuff though. But you know, still within the next, within the last few years, it's not like you have to have a 2020 iPad Pro to do it or 21. Um Super cool. Again, I don't know. Like I, I'm trying to think of like what. Reason I would have to use it because I really want to. I have an external display already. I have like I have my setup, but man, I want I I want to integrate that somehow. It's,
1: it's very good cool. in the uh, in the developer beta that's out, but it, I presume it will be out maybe by the time the public beta arrives in July. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, very sure. very cool and just total like only Apple could do that. Yeah, good point. Just that's awesome cool awesome one. stuff.
2: Um, but you know, as a whole, WWDC just i don't know like it was a ton of work because like there was a lot of esoteric stuff that needed explaining and like there are features that go across this and facetime the facetime stuff was cool you know a little bit late but cool like there's a lot of features that overlap and it, it, it it was a very hard event to cover from 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 our standpoint i thought and there wasn't any like you know like, like i was i really wanted that macbook pro of course but even in like prior years like last year we had the home screen stuff like that was the the, the thing this year i guess facetime but mm-hmm. facetime seems it seems late we're not getting so this that's not going to come out till september by september based on all the estimates the pandemic is over so yeah people are still going to be remote yeah people are still going to use facetime to talk but apple missed the whole entire uh virtual stuff it's gone they missed it uh,
1: listen it's cool that we have it it would have been cooler if we got it last year yeah when i guess we should clarify that in terms of what michael's talking about and this to your earlier question, Julia, this is one of the things that maybe enterprises—thank you, Ken they are Apple-centric. What's that? I said thank you. I didn't. I just assumed uh, we <laughs> had was, talked no, about it earlier. I, I, I guess I we mean, didn't. There were obviously. I mean, some, what what Michael's talking about is there, there's sort of a, it's like cross-platform light now. You know, you can send mm-hmm. a link to a FaceTime chat. You can schedule it, which is a huge. What's that? Huge
2: change for FaceTime.
1: Yeah. So yeah. If, if you're not on an Apple device, you can still, you know, access the video. It's through a browser, I think. It's a, it's Or a, is it a web app? Through a browser? It's, a, yeah. it's a browser.
2: Yeah. Um, it, it, it'll send a link.
1: Yeah, that's um, what I'm
2: saying. It's there's light. also new audio options and new video options. You can you, uh, you can now look at uh, people in a grid format rather than those like floating squares. Like they really made it like a
1: somewhat of a Zoom. Chasing Zoom. Yeah. But chasing Zoom when Zoom's already lapped up twice. Well, yeah, Zoom's already. Hey, before, you know, I know we're gonna have to go Zoom. Two words though that have nothing to do with like enterprise but spatial, spatial audio. Have you it, tried that yet, Mike? I have, it's cool. It's very cool. And, and, and Apple's really leaning into it
2: uh, big yeah. time. Yeah. Uh it's cool. It's what's cool is um so you don't necessarily need AirPods to to listen to. You can force it on on any set of headphones, but it's it's you know, like it's like forced 4K, like upgraded 4K. It doesn't quite sound right
1: on on, on AirPods, it's it's awesome. It's I mean, it's the first time that I've wanted to look at something on Apple TV with my headphones on, just for the spatial audio <laughs> to see how it sounds. You know, yeah, and again, Apple's that's just one of the music cool stuff.
2: Things. It's it's cool. Yeah, they so they announced that Apple Music stuff a couple of weeks before, Right. but at at WWDC they announced it for um, uh, Apple TV with AirPods. They announced it for uh, that it was available on Apple Music. Now it's with FaceTime, and uh, it's a big deal. And they're going to yeah. lean lean into that pretty heavy, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just think as we're wrapping up here, um, I want to talk a little bit, truly can be very briefly. I know we're, we've, we've already been going on for a half hour, but we have a question um, that is asking, why didn't Apple add always on to the iPhone? But isn't that usually a, a hardware update? Yeah, not a software uh, thing? Well, they
2: absolutely could have, but they won't. That'll be an iPhone 13 exclusive. That's Apple's thing. And they'll blame it on battery life because we've already, we already have rumors that the iPhone 13 battery is is significantly larger than the iPhone 12. And that's going to be why always on as cool as it is. It it is a battery strain, Uh, even though it's, you know, you're only lighting a few pickles pixels here and there. And I'm sure Apple will do some, some stuff where it goes off in your pocket and stuff, but it still uses more battery than, than not having it. And my Apple they do not want to ever go below their their estimates. Sure. So that's why it, 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 I do believe it's coming, and I do believe it will be only for the iPhone uh, 13. What models? You know, the right? assorted mm-hmm. models. So, oh, can I one more thing about? Yes. About yes. This. How much time do we have? It's one thirty. As much
0: as you want. <laughs>
2: The, um, so uh, yeah, we 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 didn't get the always on to stuff, which I didn't expect, but we did get a change to the lock screen, which I thought was super not great. So uh, Apple is instead of having a bunch of notifications just kind of listed in chronological order, they're going to do this like notification update thing that that'll they'll deliver to you once or twice a day or seven times a day, however you however many times you want them. And it'll like it'll let like phone calls and emails go through and and things that you want you know Slack messages stuff like that, but it'll collect all the the game stuff and the TV stuff into like a package and it'll deliver it uh, I don't know hourly or, or 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 whatever twice a day. Sure. Yeah. I mean that that's fine, but I was hoping for like a way more of a lock screen change. Like from what I can tell, it'll still light up when notifications come in that the ones that you want. Um, you know, it's fine. I guess I that the focus stuff I think is better for that. You can um, you you could set like different different modes of, <laughs> throughout your day. Like I'm working, or I'm I'm out, or I'm driving, or I'm sleeping. Um, it's kind of like Do Not Disturb, but but like way more customizable. And so that I think that's cool in 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 a sense. But and then there's the sharing stuff. Like a, a lot of the features that we got at WWDC were. It seems like this mythical way of using our iPhone that Apple believes everyone does and they really don't do. Like I don't I'm not going to be sharing links with people like I'm not doing that. I'm not going to hold up my phone while I watch a movie so someone else across the world can no.
1: Yeah, Are you out of your the, mind the whole, <laughs> theory, the, the whole thing about watching a movie together on it. different devices in get, different that's, places. that's again, that's What's also It that seems that one, like you know, it's that?
0: a piracy issue.
1: Well, there's <laughs> that but it, but
2: it, it's you, you, you like it, that would have been something I'm that, ever that's do. a year ago. People were doing that a year ago. No one's yeah. doing that anymore. That, that that was novel last last spring. Yeah. sure and you know now they're bringing it to fate all right well,
1: i just wondered who all these facts. single who all these people are who are alone and sitting in their. that's what i mean yeah or, you know I mean, apple I mean, has this this this
2: image of the i this iphone user that i don't think is is realistic <laughs> <at>
0: all. <laughs> all right um i will also just for um all of our viewers is like a, a fun thing that we didn't quite get to, unless Mike, you want to chime in really quickly is um, really quick. some of the iOS 15 features that weren't actually announced. I will link um, to your article from MacWorld so people can read it and they won't miss a thing, <laughs> but um Otherwise, thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you liked this video, please do give it a thumbs up. And if you're watching on LinkedIn, head over to our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk, and you can subscribe there and hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a video. If you have any questions or comments and you're watching this after the fact, please do leave them in the comments below. I'll get back to you or I'll get back to you on Ken or Michael's behalf. Thank you again for watching. Yes, yes, go (laughs) quick, quick.
1: So the the almost made it, Julia.
2: <laughs> the the best of the unannounced features in, in, in my mind. Um, so if you have five gigs of iCloud storage and you go to upgrade to iOS, whatever, there's a lot of times when it'll say you don't have enough storage. And Apple yes. over the years has, has tried That's to, so to, annoying. To, to kind of fix that. Yeah. So what it'll do now, Apple will literally loan you the storage you need to back up all your stuff, upgrade Get it all on your phone, and then in, in a couple of weeks they'll 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 take away that that storage, which is awesome. They should have done that years ago,
1: yeah.
2: but um. So you know, yes, we do five gigs isn't enough, but at least Apple recognizes that on some level. And now, like for example, my parents, my mom's not going to call me in September and say, "How come my iPhone won't update?" Like, cause he, cause you won't pay a dollar a month for more <laughs> storage. That's why. So now Apple will. I assume it'll it'll happen seamlessly, where it'll either be a button or maybe they won't even ask and they'll just back it up. I don't know. But it will take all of the stuff, no matter how much you need, according to the what I read. So if you have uh, uh, twenty gigs of photos, it'll take all that stuff, back it up, sends it to the new, the new, you know, hold it while the operating system uh, uh, updates, brings it, brings it back to your phone, your new phone, or or, or your not your new your your same phone with the new OS, and um, that'll be that. All right, I'm done.
0: Awesome. That's a great unannounced feature. And now people can read the entire link, the entire um, article. I linked that in the live chat and I'll also link it in the description after the fact. So if you're still watching, you can read it there. Like I said, thank you again so much for watching everyone. If you like this video, give it a thumbs up, subscribe to our YouTube, YouTube channel, the bell icon, so you're notified every single time we post a new video. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.